Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to episode 342 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips, along with Lois Tenor. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. Enjoy its Facebook group. Lewis, how are we doing tonight? How was your show? Um, very good. I had, a, I had a busy night so far, but I'm still uh, ready to go. Good, yeah. He, he's never tired, folks. Neither am I. <laughs> Got a few games to recap, except for the Michigan Wolverines, who are eighth ranked and have the bye week. They're waiting for the victorious MSU Spartans beating the Iowa Hawkeyes 17-10. Belton Davis with two touchdown catches. Nine catches total for 114 yards. Put the, Spartan, put the Spartans on the board first, 14 nothing after one. And then the Spartans' defense would do the rest. They, they held the they held the Hawkeyes to just ten points. Seven of them on Akron Akron Wadley nine yard touchdown run, capping off a ten play seventy two yard drive early in the second quarter. Brian Lewerke, eight of eighteen of twenty eight passing for two hundred twelve yards plus twelve carries for forty two. Well, I heard at the end of the pregame show on the Spartan Sports Network with Will Teeman, the Farm Bureau Insurance pregame, and he was talking about how good the Iowa defense is, but Michigan State's Spartans defense, Michigan State's defense proved to be better than that. Final score was seventeen to ten. Spartans improved to three and one overall, one in the one and zero in the Big Ten Conference. Iowa three and two, zero oh and two in the Big Ten Conference, obviously. Iowa was deep in their own territory after that 43-yard field goal by Miguel Racinos and made it a a one-touchdown game. And the Hawkeyes never even got past 30-yard line, to tell you the truth. 
or even the 20. <laughs> and the final play, they got they got the snap off in time, but they were called for a false start penalty with a 10-second runoff. And the game was over. The Hawkeyes were not going to come back to tie it up anyway. Because it, it would take more than a Hail Mary from this, from Iowa's own 16-yard line to get all the way 84 yards into the house. Spartans' defense did their job. Dalton Davis is the player of that game. One of his touchdowns, the second one, a phenomenal one with one man all over him. And Davis still made the catch from six yards out. His first one was from 22. Just 3-10 into the game. The other, 2-11 left. Spartans go to Michigan Saturday at 7.30 on ABC. I can't wait for that one. It's going to be a dandy for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. This in-state rivalry, the the most important in-state rivalry that we know to us here in the state of Michigan. The Spartans and the Wolverines. Just like, almost like 2015. Remember that that, uh, bad snap on fumbled by uh, Blake O'Neill, recovered by MSU's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he took it, uh, I don't know, 37-some-odd yards to the house with no time left. They got the snap off with 10 seconds left. That was one of the craziest finishes in college football history. I know. I was at my nephew's game when that happened, too. It was in Ann Arbor. All the Michigan fans were stunned, and the Spartan fans, of course, Man, they went crazy. I know. Uh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> and some Michigan fans sent death threats to Blake O'Neill, their punter, just for fumbling the football. It's just, a, it's just part of the game. He just screwed up. Yeah. Well, some, you know, take it personally more than others. Yeah. Some Michigan fans are deplorable so deplorable that they that they deserve to go to jail. Mm. This is not all speech is free or protected by the First Amendment for God's sake. Well it's time for some Maction Maction that is Mid American Conference. My CME Chippewas lost the the Boston College Eagles in Boston, 28-8. to eight. What the fuck else is new? Jane Morris, 21 of 42, 171 passing yards, three picks. Jesus Christ, that guy sucks. DMU scores first, though. They got a safety, but... Man, they, man, do they fail? And and I can't pronounce his first name. 
Pumeno Willie got a one-yard touchdown run with 10-24 in the second to cut the Boston College lead to 14-8. CMU must have botched the snap on the snap. Must have botched the snap on the extra point attempt. They decided to go for two and they failed. John Hillman, AJ Dillon, Hillman, AJ Dillon scored in the first quarter, and then John Hillman struck again. Receiving one from three out from Anthony Brown in the third quarter, and that would that would be it. East Eagles would do the rest on de- on the defensive side of the ball. Three turnovers, all on three Shane Morris interception throws. Pathetic. The Chippewas don't have any, don't even have a quarterback. I'm sorry, Chippewa fans, but they don't. Dropped to two and three, one and two in the MAC, one and two on the road. Boston College, two and three, one and two at home. That's their first home win. That's their first home win. First home win. First win at home. Man. Against the Chippewas. Okay. Because the Chippewas suck. They're my school, but they suck. Their next game is at Ohio against the Bobcats, starting uh, continuing MAG action, actually. Mid-American Conference matchup number two for the Maroon and Gold in Athens, Ohio, against the Bobcats of Ohio, the Ohio Bobcats, Saturday, October 7th at 2 p.m. The uh, Western Michigan crushing the Ball State Cardinals, 55-3. The Broncos get a route win, an easy route win in MAC play. Improved to an easy 1-0 MAC record, 3-2 overall. Cardinals 2-3, man. man I, that not only are the Cardinals bad, but most importantly, the Broncos are all up are almost elite. Sucks for me to say that as a Chippewa fan, but the Broncos were left with a legacy from PJ Fleck. With or without them, they can they can still develop and grow together. Then we had a good one between the Eastern Michigan Eagles and the hometown Kentucky Wildcats, the host Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, man, 
it was back and forth and back and forth. Unfortunately, the Eagles never had the lead, except for in the first quarter. Just just uh, five, 15 seconds in, broke and roll back to Sergio Bailey for a 20-yard 20, 20 touchdown reception. One play, 23 yards. That's, um, that's that should be a 23-yard reception then. But Kentucky, the the Eagles almost never had the lead except they struck first. The Wildcats would score 14 unanswered. Greg Harden, Kevin Richardson, both each catch one in the end zone. The e and the Wildcats would lead 14 to seven. The Eagles would tie it up on a John Neupalo. 43-yard touchdown pass from Jaron Johnson, Jaron Johnson of all people, one Jaron Johnson. It was tied at 14 and a half. Austin McGinnis shoots one through the uprights from 39 yards out for the Blue guys. Kentucky will lead 17 to 14 at halftime. A field goal would come with 6:17 left in that third quarter. And then they would add a touchdown to lead by 10. Benny Snell, Jr., a 12-yard touchdown run. That was after a partially blocked kick. Eastern Michigan's special teams punting unit in the front of the punter failed to do, it, failed to do their job. And with 11.56 left, the Wildcats offense made him pay, leading 24 to 14. But the Eagles were trying to make a comeback. Ian Erickson, a two-yard touchdown run, capping off a six-play 40-yard scoring drive, taking just a minute 58 off the clock. But Paul Fricano missing a PAT that would have, got the Eagles to within three, three, a field goal, that is, that would have tied it later on. How miserable of a screw-up Paul Fricano did there. And, of course, the Eagles would have to, would be forced to throw a Hail Mary. It was picked off. Wildcats win 24 to 20. Tigers beat the Twins 3 to 2. Andrew Romine plays all nine positions, the fifth player in Major League Baseball history to do so. They win 3 to 2. The Giants lose to the Padres 3 to 2 earlier before that. So the Tigers now, again, the second worst MLB team. Just the game ahead of the Giants to avoid the first overall pick, which is a damn shame. Now we have to hope the Giants win and the Tigers lose just to tie it so the Tigers own that tiebreaker and get the first overall pick tomorrow as the Tigers play at, I believe, 210 or 310. I'm going to look it up. I believe it's 310. I think all games are in that 
three o'clock, three ten time frame. Good point. Three ten it is. Go Giants and go Twins. Fair enough. And then you get the Red Wings beating the Maple Leafs in Toronto 3-2 to in a shootout to end their preseason. Matt Laredo scores the game-winning shootout goal and the game-tying goal in the third period. Michael Rasmussen, my God, he's on fire tonight. I'm not sure if it means much. He's lit the lamp at least a few times this entire preseason. Of all people, the ninth overall pick this year by the Red Wings in that NHL draft. Scoring at least a few goals in this, this preseason. We'll, we'll see what they we'll see what Ken Holland does with with that guy. You never know. He might he might be a lucky one here. At least. But he is trying to prove himself. But then again, Ken Holland always blocks the prospects and the top draft picks because he always keeps his main guys, his older, washed up goats, washed up has been like Henrik Zinnerberg, Jonathan Erickson, Justin Applicator, Nick Cronwall, even the young guys that have. The sub, the almost young, any more guys that that have regressed as of late. Darren Helm, Danny DeKaiser, all signed the long-term contracts. So, etc. So on and so forth. The Red Wings play the Minnesota Wild. First game of the regular season later next week. I did want to uh, give an update before I get to the Andre Drummond article written by Jeff Moss, the founder and editor in chief of the Detroit Sports Rag. Michigan quarterback. See here. Cornerback Nate Johnson, a sophomore, suspended from all team activities for undisclosed reasons, suspended indefinitely, that is. Also, Pistons head coach and president of basketball operations, Stan Van Gundy, said he would get rid of the NBA drafts and make the rookies. Enter as free agents if he were the commissioner. Hmm, okay. But back to the Spartans-Iowa game, the Hawkeyes were fumbling the ball all over the place. 
Barnes' defense took advantage, closed the door. Wolverines will have to play the Spartans in Ann Arbor without their sophomore cornerback, Nate Johnson. No further details about the reason for that suspension. Nate Johnson played just three games last year as a freshman for the Maize and Blue. Not relevant. So, in other words, he's irrelevant. But let me see how many turnovers Iowa committed. Two, just two, on two fumbles. So they didn't really fumble it all over the place, but they they committed those two fumble turnovers, with both of them which were critical. Now for the news headline of the night, written by our very own Jeff Moss, the founder and creator and editor-in-chief of the Detroit Sports Rag, headlining Andre, Drum- Andre Drummond, the center, being sued for an injury car accident. The Detroit, ra- the Detroit Sports Rag.com the Detroit Sports Rag has learned that Pistons center and known mental midget Andre Drummond was involved in an injury auto accident last August and is currently embroiled in litigation, which could potentially cause him to miss a game this this coming season. And the narrative coming out of Pistons training camp regarding Drummond's supposed supposed maturation maturation over the last year doesn't exactly jive with some of the facts coming out of his loss out of this lawsuit. On the afternoon of August twenty second, August twenty second, two thousand sixteen, Drummond was operating his twenty fourteen Mercedes Benz S five fifty on Losser Road in Bloomfield Township in the greater Detroit area somewhere. The notoriously awful free throw shooter was waiting to turn left on South down laser into the Bloomfield Commons parking lot where he apparently darted out into oncoming traffic without warning and cause, according to the complaint. Because of Drummond's actions, a Tahoe traveling northbound crashed, in a, crashed into Drummond's luxury vehicle. Ebony Mitchell's Chevy, SU, <laughs> Chevy SUV T-Bone, the Piston Center's car. Drummond was ticketed at the scene for failure to yield by the Bloomfield Township Police Department. Interestingly, Mitchell is the wife of Northwood University defensive backs coach Avante Mitchell. Uh, unfortunately for Ebony, the, injured, the injuries she suffered in this accident are very serious in nature, according to her attorney, Kevin Green. Time to call Sam Bernstein and the law firm, 1-800-CALL-SAM. Green advised me today in a telephone, Green advised Jeff Moss today in a telephone, or yesterday rather, in a telephone conversation that Mitchell has at least four medical recommendations from surgeons to go under the knife for back and neck injuries she suffered in the crash. Green also advised Jeff Moss that 
Mitchell, who is in her late 30s or early 40s, had no pre-existing back or neck injuries before Drummond's demolition derby occurred. The litigation is ongoing, and Jeff Moss has been informed that Drummond continues to reject culpability for his actions in the matter. Allstate Insurance is Drummond's car insurance carrier, and Green advised Jeff Moss that they have been uncooperative as well. Shocking, I know. And and there's a link to reading Mitchell's complaint against Drummond by clicking on that link. The matter is scheduled to court in early November, just days after the Pistons' regular season commences, and Drummond's attorneys attempted have attempted to get the matter postponed until after his basketball season is over. That motion has been rejected, according to Green, which means there is potential for Drummond potential for Drummond to miss a game if the team is on the road while the trial is underway. This isn't the first tri- this isn't the first time Drummond's driving has been newsworthy. Back in 2014, Drummond idiotically took a photograph driving on the expressway while tri- while traveling 96 miles per hour. 96 knots. And then the rocket scientist, sarcasm to Drummond, posted the evidence on his Snapchat account. Yikes. Seven seconds left of viewing on that morning world, 96 mile an hour driving on the road. Snap. On Snapchat. Jeez. What's worse is is just 25 days after causing these injuries to Mitchell, the big dope took a video of himself rapping while driving. Here is and the incriminating evidence, incriminating evidence of that asinine behavior that it, that the immature child posted on Twitter. And he said he literally says in that rap video that he had to cut some people off, let the pendulum pendulum swing. Yeah, you sure did cut some people off, Andre. And that pendulum seemed to swing right into Mitchell's back and neck. On Wasser. I'm guessing that tweet will soon disappear, so I have taken the liberty the liberty to record it myself. These driving issues cause head coach Stan Van Gundy, the president as well, to make the following com the following comments in twenty fourteen. Quote, I know you're young and you think you're indestructible, but for the people that care about you, it's scary as hell. I don't want to wake up and read about Andre Drummond in an accident. That's the issue to me. Unquote. Well, Jeff Moss is pretty sure SVG woke up one morning and discovered that Drummond's driving severely injured an innocent bystander, a mother who remains in pain and has surgery to look forward to in the near future, according to her attorney. It looks like we finally it looks like we finally found something that Drummond is worse at than shooting from the charity stripe, operating a motor vehicle. Or probably following the law of driving. No texting, no using your handheld cell phone while driving, except when you call. You can only call while while driving, but don't use don't use Snapchat or and don't text either. The DSR will update this story when news warrants. That's that's uh, 
that's something Ed Smith and I will have to cover Monday night at 11.30 on episode 284 of the Weekend Review Edition on Spreaker. Man, that's Recklessness by Andre Drummond. So there you go. That's all your Michigan Sports Truth material. Now it's time for Lois to Norris National Sports Report. King Louie, take it away. All right. Before I get to the baseball scores here, we have a game in progress. As Clemson is beating up on Virginia, Virginia Tech now, 31-10. to 10. I expected this game to be you a lot better. Baseball scores, you said baseball scores. I said, I, 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 said before, I, well, I said before we get to baseball scores. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. 31 to 10. Uh, just about over two minutes and five seconds left to go. So it's pretty much uh, done. All right. Now, two of the baseball scores, as as I was just going to say. The Yankees have beaten the Blue Jays 2 to 1. Sabathia got the win. Stroman got the loss, and Chapman got the save. However, they will fall at least one game short as Boston clinched the AL division. I'll get to that with the score in a moment. Beware of the underdog. Yeah. Pirates over the Nationals, 4-1. Contos got the save. Kinsler got the loss, and and Rivero got the save. The Mets just beat the Phillies 7-4 in 11 innings. That game just went final about five minutes ago. Raymond got the win. Morgan got the loss. And Familia got the save. Familia. The White Sox edged the Indians 2-1. No joke. Uh, Fulmer got the win. Clevenger got the loss. And Menina got the save. As we mentioned, the Tigers just edged the Twins 3-2. Farmer got the win. Legends got the loss, and Green got the save. Marlins be up on the Braves, 10 to 2. Green got the win, and Dale got the save. Royals is the Diamondbacks, 4 to 3. Rally got the loss. Julius got the save, and Minor, got the win. And Minor got the save. Tigers doubled up on the Athletics, eight to four. Casher got the save and win, and Gossett got the loss. Bottom nine: Dodgers are leading the Rockies now five to three. Two out, and a runner on third. Jansen is pitching and. Tapia is batting. Angels lead the Mariners 4-1 to one in the top of the seventh. There's a runner on first and one out. Middleton is pitching, and Beckham is at bat. As I mentioned, the Red Sox take the division as they beat the Astros 6-3. Pomerez got the win, and McCullers Jr. got the loss. Yeah, you couldn't just lose one more game, could you? Cubs, though, had no trouble with the, with the Reds, a 9 nothing blowout. Lester got the win, and Stevens got the save. Padres over the Giants, 3-2, to two, like it matters. Bomberie got the win, Dyson got the loss, and 
hand got the save, and they gave him a hand. <laughs> Cardinals over the Brewers, 7-6. to six. Charles got the win, Suarez got the loss, and Nicola got the save. Nicolino. And finally, the Rays over the Orioles, 4-3. to three. Archer got the win, Castro got the loss, and Colomb got the save. Okay, so now, over we go to the standings. And they go like this, down to the last two days of the season. Okay, and it goes like this. The Red Sox have clinched the division, 93-68, and 68, uh, two games ahead of the Yankees, 91-70, to 70, and it won't matter with tomorrow's game anyway, as they will only come up one short, even if they won. Rays, 79-82, 14 back. Orioles, 75 and. 86, 18 back, as well as the Blue Jays, also 75 and 86, 18 back. Central. Indians, 101 and 60, 17 ahead of Minnesota, which are 84 and 77. The Royals, 21 back, 80 and 81. White Sox, 67 and 94, 34 back. And the Tigers, dead last at 64 and 97, 37 back. Oh, well. In the West, Astros, 161, a 20-and-a-half game lead over the Angels at 79-81, pending the outcome of this game, of course. Uh, Rangers, 78-83, 22 back. Mariners, 22 back at 77-83, and and Oakland is 74-87, 26 back. In the National League, the Nationals are 97-84, and 20 games ahead of the Marlins at 77 and 84. Braves 71 and 90, 26 back. Mets are 70 and 91, 27 back and 32 back. The Phillies 65 and 96. To the Central, Chicago. The Cubs are 92 and 69, seven games ahead of the Brewers at 85 and 76. Cardinals nine back at 83 and 78. Pirates, 74-87, 18 back, and the Reds, 67-94, 25 back. And finally in the West, Dodgers, 102-58, 10 and a half games over the Diamondbacks at 92-69. Rockies, 87-73, 15 back, still respectable. Further down the list are the Padres at 71-90 and and the Giants, were 63 and 98, 39.5 back. Just for laughs, uh, even though we know who's probably in and who is probably not in, we'll check the wild card uh, standings anyway. <laughs> Just for laughs. And it goes like this Yankees, seven up over the Twins. Uh, the Royals were four back. Angels, four and a half back, depending on the outcome of the game uh, tonight, of course. Rays were five back, Rangers six back, Mariners six and a half back, Orioles nine back, Blue Jays also nine back, Oakland was ten back, White Sox seventeen back, and the Tigers twenty back. Over the National League, Diamondbacks are four and a half up over the Rockies, then the Brewers were two and a half back, Cardinals four and a half back, Marlins ten and a half back, Pirates. 13 and a half back, Braves, 
16 and a half back. This is getting ugly. As well as the Padres. Mets, 17 and a half back. Reds, 20 and a half back. Phillies, 22 and a half back. And the Giants, 24 and a half back. Boy, man, you want to talk about ugly? Oh, oof. I mean, that is really getting ugly. All right. So now we'll just go, we'll now go to the NCAA. First, I'll do the top 25, and then we'll do the rest of the college football scores. And they go like this Ohio State over Rutgers. How embarrassing. 56 to nothing. Ugh. Barrett had 275 passing yards and three touchdowns. Uh, McCall had 103 rushing yards and one touchdown, and Dixon had 115 receiving yards and two touchdowns. It is now a final. Clemson over Virginia Tech, 31-17. Uh, the score has not been updated on the computer yet, so I'll get back to that in a minute. Washington routes Oregon State, 42-7. Browning had 293 passing yards and three touchdowns. Gaskin, 113 rushing yards of 15 carries and one touchdown. And Pettis, 105 receiving yards and three touchdowns. We got a doozy here, though. Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Now, this is a game here, folks. 34-34 to 34 with 5.30 to go in the fourth. Now, that is a game, if I ever heard one. Uh, right now, Rudolph has 332 passing yards and three touchdowns. Hill has 162 yards on 29 carries. And Washington has 112 receiving yards and one touchdown. And I'm tuning that game in right now on Fox. Wow. I'm going to figure out for this one. Okay, I have the stats now on the Virginia Tech-Clemson game. Jackson, 261 passing yards and one touchdown. Bryant, 94 rushing yards on 15 carries. And Phillips had 74 receiving yards. Continuing on now. As I expected, this was a blowout to Alabama beating up on Ole Miss 52-3. 5.25 to go, only in the third. Oh, boy. Hertz had 197 passing yards and two touchdowns, but he also had 101, 101 rushing yards on 10 carries and one touchdown. This guy can do it all. And Sims had 60 receiving yards. I think I'd sign Hertz for the NFL if I were you, because this guy can play on both sides. The Crimson Tide are so mad right now that they, that they want revenge against the, Cle- the Clemson Tigers. In a, in a three three-peat meeting for that national championship game. Wow. Uh, Northern Illinois and San Diego State tie at 14 all, 12-15 to go in the second quarter. Huff has 66 yards, 66 rushing yards and eight carries, and Blake has 70 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And Daniel. That's in an area, 85 passing yards and two touchdowns. Penn State walks all over Indiana, 45-14. McSorley had 316 passing yards and two touchdowns. Blakely, uh, Barkley, 56 rushing yards on 20 carries. And Hamilton had 122 receiving yards on three touchdowns. Another blowout here, and this was an SEC battle, though not much of a battle, as Georgia beat up on Tennessee 41 to nothing. Foreman 
84 passing yards and one touchdown. Chubb, 109 rushing yards on 16 carries. And Kelly, 47 receiving yards. Wisconsin over Northwestern today, 33-24. Thorson had 219 passing yards on three touchdowns. Taylor, that's Jonathan Taylor, 80 rushing yards on 19 carries and two touchdowns. And Septus, 99 receiving yards. Auburn over Mississippi State, 49-10. Bidham had 264 passing yards and two touchdowns. Johnson, 116 rushing yards on 23 carries and three touchdowns. And Stowe, 75 receiving yards. Another blog here, Louisville, Ran over Murray State 55 to nothing. <laughs> Jackson on on passing yards 249 passing yards and three touchdowns, but he also rushed for 100 yards on seven carries and one touchdown. And Corey Reed had 94 receiving yards. Another guy can do passing and rushing. I like that. Okay, this was kind of a lopsided blowout and kind of weird if you ask me. As South Florida beat up on. East Carolina, which looks more like a basketball score of 61-31. to 31. <laughs> Cirque, 302 passing yards and two touchdowns. Johnson, 111 rushing yards on 16 carries and two touchdowns. And Grayson, 101 receiving yards and one touchdown. Florida over Vanderbilt, 38-24. to 24. had... 264 passing yards and three touchdowns. Davis, 124 rushing yards on 17 carries and two touchdowns. And Duncan, 75 receiving yards. I don't mean a Duncan yo-yo either. Okay, another weird one here. Notre Dame over Miami of Ohio, 52-17. to Reglin, 262 passing yards and two touchdowns. Adams, 159 rushing yards on eight carries and two touchdowns. And Gardner, 115 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And a game that uh, just ended a little while ago, Troy upsets number 25 LSU, 24-21. Elling, 198 passing yards and two touchdowns. Chum, 191 uh, rushing yards on 30 carries and one touchdown. And Chark, 105 receiving yards. Chark. Right <laughs> with Chark. <laughs> All right, so now we'll do the rest of the schedule. Uh, there were some games that were on Thursday and Friday, but that ended before that we uh, ended Thursday's podcast, so I'll do it like this. Uh, Texas Tech over Iowa State was 17-7 to on Thursday night. Last night we had four games on tap. We had... Washington State upsetting USC 30-27. I saw the end of that. That was amazing. Yeah. For a game that had 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Miami crushed Duke 31-6. to Makes a better basketball matchup anyway. Nebraska rolled over Illinois 28-6. to Utah State over BYU 40-24. to Okay, games now... That are complete. We'll go down 
like this, excluding the top 25. Okay. Troy, um, I'm sorry. Houston over Temple, 20 to 13. Arkansas over New Mexico State, 42 to 24. Maryland over Minnesota, 31-24. Pitt had no trouble with Rice, 42-10. Georgia Tech easily handles North Carolina, 33-7. North Carolina State gets by Syracuse, 33-25. Boston College over Central Michigan, 28-8. I'm sorry about that. Florida State over Wake Forest, 26-19. Again, that makes a better basketball matchup. And this one over here, Kind of resembles the basketball score here. Ohio over UMass, 58 to 50. Hmm, that's a football score. <laughs> Looks more like college basketball. Kansas State over Baylor, 33 to 20. Army over UTEP, 35 21. Navy over Tulsa, 31 21. Buffalo over Kent State, 27 13. Wyoming over Texas Tech, 45 to 10. SMU over UConn. 49-28, UConn just can't play football. Sorry. Stanford over Arizona State, 34-24. Kentucky over Eastern Michigan, 34-20. Michigan State edges Iowa, 17-10. Akron over Bowling Green, 34-23. Akron. Florida International uh, edges Charlotte, 30-29. That was a good game. Florida Atlantic over Middle Tennessee, 38-20. Louisiana Tech over South Alabama, 34-16. Marshall beats Cincinnati, 38-21. North Texas over Southern Mississippi, 43-28. Continuing down here, Western Michigan, no trouble for Ball State at all, 55-3. Yeah. Too many of a mercy rule. Louisiana Monroe over Coastal Connecticut, uh, Carolina. This was doozy. 51 to 43. Mm. Competitive. New Mexico over the Air Force. 55 to 38. University of Central Florida handles Memphis easily. 40 to 13. And right now, Oklahoma is. Oh boy, this is this is getting very interesting now. It's now 41 34. Oklahoma over Texas Tech. And that is getting right down to the wire. And Texas A&M over South Carolina, 24-17. Maine and Central Florida, as well as Memphis and Georgia State, have been canceled for whatever reason. It uh, didn't say. Must have been a hurricane. Yeah. All right, well... I got some um, MLS soccer uh, coming up. We'll just say, or better yet, we'll go to some NHL. Okay, NHL will do first as we wrap up the preseason. The Wild are leading the Stars, uh, four to one, five twenty-three to go in the third in the believe the third period. Last I checked, it was five to one. Oh, I might as well just um, update. Yeah, I'll, I'll update. Okay. Okay, let's start with the top page here. It's the second period now between the Ducks and the Kings, and they are scoreless at 13.54 to go in the second period. 
The Red Wings edge the Leafs 3-2 in a shootout. Valerio, baby. Yeah. Um, going into overtime, the Jets and the Flames tied at 2. At the end of the second period, the Coyotes lead the Sharks 2 to nothing. The Blue Jackets over the Penguins today 3 nothing. At the end of the second period, the Canucks lead the Oilers 3 to 2. And there's now a final the Wild over the Stars 5 to 1. Canadians had an easy time over the Senators 9 to 2. Lightning over the Predators 3 to 2 in overtime and the Blackhawks just shut out the Bruins one to nothing. As the preseason winds down and the regular season is scheduled to begin on Wednesday. But my Rangers don't play until Thursday, so I gotta wait just a little bit. Okay, now I got some MLS scores here. Orlando and Dallas play to a scoreless draw. Toronto over my Red Bulls four to two. Thanks a lot. Uh, Columbus beat uh, DC United two to nothing. That I thought was a shock. DC DC United used to be a powerhouse. New England and Atlanta played to a scoreless tie. Chicago and NYFC, the upstarts that is a one-one draw. Houston over Minnesota two to one. Colorado beat Montreal two to one. Vancouver over Kansas City one to nothing. LA is leading Salt Lake. One to nothing. And last but not least, San Jose is leading Portland to zip. All right. You know, why don't we go to some NFL for tomorrow's uh, schedules? I think that'd be in order. So we'll do it like this. But first, Thursday night's game, Packers rather the Bears 35-14, as I expected. Glennon, 218 passing yards and one touchdown. Howard, one touchdown on 58 rushing yards and 18 carries, and Nelson had 75 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And tomorrow's games go like this. The Jaguars will face the Jets at 1 o'clock, uh, but the early game will be the Dolphins at the Saints in London. That's at 9.30 Eastern time. Seems as if every, every week we have a game in London. Yeah, well, in the early part of the season, uh, we do. But it's just to get international flavor. I know what you're thinking. Why would anyone want to bother with that? Games in London. <laughs> and yet the NFL wants to get a franchise there? I don't think that's a good idea. In the, event, in the Battle of Ohio, the hapless Browns and the Bengals will face each other. That's a mismatch if I ever saw one. Also at 1 o'clock, the Rams will face the Cowboys. At 1 o'clock, the Lions will face the Vikings. Also at 1, the Panthers will face the Patriots. Not to mention, also, the this I think is going to be a competitive game at 1 o'clock, the Steelers and the Ravens. You can call me crazy, but I think that is a game that's worth mentioning. Also at 1 o'clock, the Titans will face the Texans. Your 405 games are the 49ers and Cardinals. Oh, well. Eagles versus the Chargers. The Giants face the Buccaneers, and the Raiders will face the Broncos. That also looks to be a very intriguing game. The 8:30 game will be the Colts versus the Seahawks, and Monday night will be the Redskins versus the Chiefs. And I don't know about you, but um, I think the Chiefs are gonna are gonna take it. I mean, I don't really see um, 
Washington uh, doing much, especially with Cousins, what he goes through. Ugh. What can I say? All right. So now we'll go on to the news headlines of the day. And I've got quite a, I got quite a few of them. To start off with, um, we have a passing that we have to take care of. Former Purdue coach Joe Tiller, who led the Boymakers to the 2000 Big Ten Championship and became the all-time uh, schools coach, uh, winner, died uh, today in his home in Buffalo, Wyoming. He was 74. Uh, he coached Purdue from 1997 to 2008, going 87-62 overall with only two losing seasons. He retired after the 2008 season and spent much of his time at his Wyoming home. Uh, there is no official cause of death, but it's said he has been in several poor health for several months, although he was hoping to return to Purdue next week for the Minnesota game, where the school will celebrate the 20th anniversary of Tiller's first Boilers team. Uh, Saints quarterback Drew Brees and other players from Tiller's 97 team are scheduled to attend that Minnesota game. But it's also uh, known that he is, was also suffering from a generic uh, disorder for the last 20 years, and that might have led to complications of the death, although we can't say for sure. But the uh, football world does lose um, does lose a giant. Uh, here it says, his family issued a statement that in July, a tiller had some problems stemming from a generic disease diagnosed about 20 years ago and was receiving treatment. Nevertheless, still, it is a very sad, a very sad moment. All right, news about Kevin Love here. Uh, he could be named the Cleveland Cavaliers' permanent starter at center this season, along with Tristan Thompson coming off the bench. Coach Tyrone, Tyron Liu said that after practice uh, earlier today. Love said he has played quite a bit of time at the five with the Cavs' first unit through the first week of training camp. Cleveland has uh, dabbed with Love in that position before when it goes with a small ball lineup and had particular success in the first-round sweep of center Andre Drummond and the Detroit Pistons in the 2016 playoffs. Hmm. That could be that could be uh, interesting. Christian is a very dynamic roller guy that plays a lot as a dunker. Love said myself, I have to play inside out, mix it up, and really take what the defense gives. But it gives a different look. I mentioned different dynamics out there on the floor, but with different lamps, and we're so deep now. Dwayne Wade, a lot of guys similar in the size that four and five spot. We're going to see guys playing. Interchangeable. It's not just going to be on the defense. Not just going to end in that regard. And 41-34, Oklahoma beats Texas Tech. What a game. Speaking of defense, Tyron Lue said he was fine with any concerns that rise above swapping a stronger defender in Thompson to move of an offensive weapon in love with the starting five. Well, we'll just have to see how that goes, won't we? Kevin Love at center. Uh, you know what? I can't picture that. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Now for the news from the Florida Gators. 
Florida quarterback Luke Del Rio suffered a season-ending broken collarbone. Ugh, that's ugly. To go on further, uh, he suffered a serious game against Vanderbilt, according to coach Jim McMillan. Del Rio will go under, will go under uh, surgery on Monday. Making his first start of the season for the 21st-ranked Gators, Del Rio left the 38-24 win in the second quarter. He was slow to get up, rolling out of the pocket, completing a pass to Brandon Powell, and getting knocked down. Del Rio was favoring his left non-throwing shoulder as he walked off the field. That's a that's a pretty devastating injury there. I wonder what's going to happen uh, now with with Del Rio out. And for those of you who follow football as closely as I do, his son, I mean his dad, Jack, was coach of the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Soon to be now known as the Las Vegas Raiders. Either at some point, like, next season. All right. And we also have another incident here. Considering from the um, Chicago Green Bay game on Thursday, NFL suspends Bears linebacker Danny Teravan two games for the safety rules for that monster hit that was, that he gave on Thursday night. He's been suspended two games without pay playing NFL for a frightening hit Thursday night that sent Green Bay Packers wide receiver Devontae Abs to the hospital. The league announced the suspension today, saying Teravan violated Rule 12, Section 2, Article 6. There shall be no unnecessary roughness. This shall in- include, but not will be limited, to using any part of a player's helmet or face mask to butt spear or ram an opponent violently, unnecessarily. <laughs> From what it looked like when I saw on the replay, it did look like a vicious hit, even though he said it wasn't intentional. Well, whether intentional or not, that was a very vicious hit, and he does deserve to get suspended. Terry Van, of course, will appear, a league source told ESPN. What else is new? Adams was taken off the field in a stretcher with about four minutes left in the third quarter Thursday after he was hit in the head during a tackle by Terravan. The game was delayed for about five minutes while medical personnel attended to Ams. He gave a thumbs-up signal as he was wheeled off the field and was later hospitalized, but was released yesterday. Terravan was called for unnecessary roughness penalty, but was not ejected from the game, although he should have been. And it ended up 35-14, but... There was no, there was no need for that kind of a hit, if you ask me. That was, that was just pure unnecessary. And frankly, the league should crack down on vicious plays like that, especially when you're out to hurt, out to really hurt somebody. Because some things are just not, some things I do not find acceptable in the league at all. I know football is a rough game, and. You're going to get hurt, but there's got to be, you know, some leeway on what kind of a hit that gets taken. All right, so now we go down to the rest of the of the scores and news here today. Okay, uh, there were some other 
Okay. Police in Vegas said there was no evidence found that officers used excessive force in detaining Seahawks defensive and Michael Bennett during an incident in Las Vegas last month. But had response, we had responsible suspicion to make the stop. Bennett was Bennett accused the officers of racial profiling, saying the officers pulled guns at him and used excessive force in the incident that occurred outside a nightclub on August 26th, which coincidentally was the night of the Mayweather-McGregor fight. The video, the video shows that the police officer, okay, now the video shows the police officer with a drawn over Bennett on the sidewalk. Police said Bennett was handcuffed and taken into a police vehicle spoken to another officer who told Bennett that the police were looking for an active shooter. After an exchange with the police, they took off the handcuffs and Bennett was free to go. But still, that was that was um, a mistake on their part. Oh, boy. Now, going on with the NBA, the NBA sent a memo to its players as well as coaches in reinforcing a rule that all players and coaches must stand for the national anthem and suggest other ways to handle the protest movement that has recently swept the NFL like wildfire. The memo was obtained by ESPN and was distributed by Deputy Commissioner Mark Harum. And since the teams, the league office will determine how to deal with a possible instance with players and coaches or trainers who won't stand for the anthem. The league has the discretion to discipline players who violate the rule. It is not clear if the league would exercise in the event of a protest. The league does not want teams on their own to be disciplining players and has encouraged open dialogue to talk with the players. Now, that seems fair enough. But I think that, you know, they should um, stand for the anthem. I mean, because this protest thing has gone out of hand. Uh, David Padgett has been hired as acting head coach of Louisville just days after Rick Pitino was, after being suspended, after being linked to federal corruption charges. Interim President Greg Postle made the announcement and was made at a news conference on Thursday. He was a former player at Louisville and returned as director of basketball operations back in 2014. Yeah, well, all I can say is uh, welcome home. <laughs> Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was fined $12,154 for his shameless dog celebration against the Eagles last week, and on top of that was given a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct that was assessed on the kickoff. Beckham, though, later regretted his actions. Well, personally, I think he needs some growing up to do. You know, I know he's young and we make mistakes, but still, that was... That was uncalled for. I mean, to show that you're doing a personation of a dog, and I dare say something here, urinating, like, just absolutely sickening. Okay, okay, City Thunderstar Russell Westbrook signed a whopping five-year, $205 million deal. The deal starts next season and runs to the 2022-23 season. Westbrook's agent, Thad Focher, and general manager, Sam Presti finalized the deal yesterday afternoon. It is set to be 
the largest contract offered by one player. $205 million. Wow. That's, that's a lot of money. But is he going to be worth it? And is he going to be, well, teaming up with Carmelo Anthony? As that deal is now official. All I can say is, well, because, you know, they could be good, or it could be like a Kyle, a Kyle Irving LeBron feud. And that they don't need either. All right. NBA approves lottery reform change starting in 2019. The new rules will be able to drop, will be able to have four spots as from three to the old system, meaning the worst team in the league would be guaranteed to pick in the top four. In the same scenario, the team could fall to the number five spot. But beyond that, the odds of each team's ping pong balls being selected have been flattened dramatically. Not only do the three worst teams have a lesser chance of winning the lottery, but there is no difference between finishing last, second, or third to last when it comes to selecting the top overall draft pick. So why change the rules? Hmm. Okay. And here's something interesting for you. A survey conducted by ESPN said that Americans closely watching the protests of the NFL uh, have come come divided in their attitudes towards the protest. This was an online national survey, including sports fans and non-sports fans alike. Conducted just a few days ago, uh, there is a margin of error of 3%, plus or minus, when asked people proving or disapproving. Now, the thing is, though, that is divided by sections, by race, um, age, and also geographic location. And it goes like this. 51% overall strongly disapprove, while 39% say they, they do approve. Now, broken down to factors like this, 72% of Americans say they do, approve, they do approve, while 62% of whites say they do not. Now, 47% say 48% of football fans do approve, and 47% of fans do not. So it's fairly even. So it's depending on who you ask, and it generally breaks down even. Atlanta Hawks guard Dennis Schroeder was arrested on Thursday night in Atlanta on a misdemeanor assault and battery charge. He had been released on custody on bail and released a statement saying that the team was aware that the incident occurred and are still gathering information as it pertains to the situation and the respect of legal of a legal process. Can't even stay in trouble during the off season. Or in this case it says the preseason. Okay. As I mentioned, the, in the wake of the NCAA basketball scandal, a number of players have cut ties with top agent Andy Miller. A $13.5 million arbitration claim was claimed by Clippers center Willie Reed, as he filed the claim, in part of because of Christian Dawkins, one of the ten people that were arrested on Tuesday in the week on corruption charges. Not only that, but Dawkins was reportedly dismissed by Miller and his company in May following an NBA Players Association probe for misuse of a player's credit card. Oh, great. 
Packers and Bears joined a small group of fans locked in arms before the start of Thursday's game. Uh, fans were asked to join, and some fans chanted USA, while others uh, received negative comments. Titans defensive end Delaney Walker received death threats since his comments were made this week not to go to the games if they felt disrespected by the team's decision to protest the national anthem. During the anthem, Walker sent an Instagram post attached with a picture greeting with members of the of the military, and they called the death threats very heartbreaking and dissatisfying. Yeah, I mean, it is one thing that you know what you're going disrespecting it, but you're sending death threats to other people. No, no, I I can't I can't go along with that whatsoever. I'll see you. No death. Death threats, that's not that's not necessary whatsoever. I mean, you may not like what they do. I may not like what they do with this protest, but death threats, that, you have to draw the line on that. That is not necessary whatsoever. All right. Um, I'll turn back over to you, and then I'll finish up with the uh, late scores. Uh, if you have any, if you have anything, or I'll just continue on with late scores. If you have any, if you have anything else, that's it. All right, then I'll just finish up with some late scores for baseball. As the late as the uh, night uh, continues here, <laughs> and the late scores go like this. All right, bottom of the eighth, the Mariners now lead the Angels. Six to four. Pagan is pitching and Simmons is batting. I believe that's the last one. Yeah, Dodgers beat the Rockies five to three. Morrow got the win. Chadwick got the loss, and Jansen got the save. And Tigers Rangers beat the Athletics eight to four. Casher got the win, and Dawson got the save. That's it. Okay, uh, my notes are done, so I'll turn back over to you. Uh, that's it. All right, that's that is episode three forty two of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on Talk Show. As I'm about to watch, about to watch the rest of Battlestar Galactica on Ooh. ATV Northern Michigan. Ah, the original. Oh yeah, yeah, Pop the best. Rock, Apollo and Starbucks. Shiva, Adama. Oh, yeah. Yep. Makes me feel old. I I first watched that back in 2000 on, on the Sci-Fi channel. I watched it back in 1977 on EBC. Oh, yeah. It was in the 70s. Yep. Of course. I'm old. What can I say? Yep. Oh, I worked four to nine at Ruby Tuesday, so probably ten or later for episode three forty three of the Lions uh, right. post game, including the a recap of the Lions Vikings game from US Bank Stadium and of course the Tigers twins wrapping up the regular season. The Tigers last game of having Brad Osmus as their Thank God Denbo Ivy League imbecile manager. Yeah. Yeah. 
we'll keep an eye on things, but still, Phil Nevin, a strong strong candidate for the next manager. I don't even know how good he is. Well, I guess we'll have to find out when the off season. It should be very interesting. Yep. So until then, for Lewis Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. This has been episode 342. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. Enjoy its Facebook group. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. Good night. Have a good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.